Hi everyone, my name is Joey and welcome to another episode of Barely Hanging On, the podcast where I talk about pop culture, old and new, how I messily navigate my life, and of course, all things Bravo. Oh my god, you guys, welcome back. I am so, so sorry for the three people that listened to me. Um, the last episode I recorded was on February 22nd, and now we're uh, all the way in July. So, yeah, consistency is key this year, that's for damn sure. Um, last time I spoke to you, um, I had just gotten a job, I was trying to get my life in order, it was a little 9 to 5, it was very exciting, I was saying how I had a hard time going to the gym and balancing my life, Um, and boy did that change in a split second, Um, I was let go, um, and now I've just been unemployed for the last two months. And you know what? It couldn't have happened at a better time. It is summer. I'm trying to make the best of it. One thing I do want to talk about, though, is the difference in what I thought people would react or how people would react. Um, I really thought that, like, the older generation, the boomers, I'm sorry, or even the millennials, to be honest, would be very, like, upset and be like, what are you going to do with your life, you know? Um, Or, like, start freaking out about, like, paying my bills and stuff. And honestly, the um, general consensus, oh my god, I can't speak today, Um, the general consensus has been to just take the time off and breathe and relax and very anti-hustle culture over here. And try to figure out, like, what do I actually want to do with my life? And, um, I mean, I haven't even started looking into that because, you know, what do you do when you're unemployed and uh, there's no income coming in? You plan a trip to Greece for a month. That's right. When you're not sure when your next paycheck is going to come in, you definitely plan a trip abroad for a month. Um, Very expensive trip. But you know what? It's now or never. Um, why not go to Europe and live your life? I'm going to go live my Mamma Mia um, fantasy, and I'm very, very excited about it. And honestly, you never know what's going to happen or what the future holds, so the time is now. When else am I going to have a full month off unless I become famous? And even then, if I do, I'm probably going to be too busy on tour or touring whatever it is that I'm going to be doing by then, and I might not be able to go anywhere for a full month, so why not? Um, That's happening a little bit later this summer, and I'm very excited about it. Have I told you guys I'm excited? If I'm speaking too fast or if I'm a little scatterbrained, I apologize. I am on my third coffee and also decided to buy um, coffee flavored or those like um, chocolate covered coffee beans. So that was a really good idea. I'm having a slight panic attack as I'm recording this. But you know what? Bear with me. That could have been a really good um, segment on this show is bear with me. Um I'm just enjoying the summer. Um, This was time that I didn't know I would have off, and I'm excited about it. I have a birthday coming up. I'm turning 35. Um, I'm planning a little brunch. It's going to be pink. It's going to be fun because at my age, I can do whatever I want. And instead of going out and being tired because I don't drink and I'm boring, a brunch seemed better. And the Barbie movie is coming out right before, and a bunch of us are going to go see it. It's going to be so much fun. A very exciting birthday weekend for me. This is 35. Speaking of 35, I'm getting older, so I want to take care of my skin. I want to be more careful with my beauty routine. 
so because I have so much time off, I decided to go refill some stuff at uh, Sephora. And I use the moisturizer from Clinique called Dramatically Different Hydrating Jelly. Um, I don't know if all of you guys use it, but it's very cute. It's transparent. It's really lightweight. It's really good for my skin because I am very, very sensitive. Um, and I've been using it for quite some time now. One of my friends had gotten it for me originally for an earlier birthday, maybe in my 20s. And I have not stopped using it since. So I go downtown, I go to Sephora, and I go to the Clinique section because I know where my stuff is, um, and it's not there. There's like one or two bottles left It's as a display, and I can't find the refills. So instead of bothering an employee because I'm a nice person and I worked in retail for like 12 years and it's pretty busy at this point, um, I opened the little drawer at the bottom. That's a little tip, but don't do that if you don't work there. Um, and I looked for it and it wasn't there either. So of course I get caught and the associate comes to see me and is like, hey, what are you looking for? Can I help you? Whatever. Super nice. Um, and I tell him or them, I'm so sorry. Um, I tell him, you know, what I'm looking for. And the associate looks me up and down and says, sorry, that's really old, which is a word that I love to hear, um, and says that basically it's getting discontinued and that if I still want whatever's left, he doesn't have any in store nor do any of the Sephora's, um, but I could go to a pharmacy to go buy it. So basically it's now so uncool and so old that it's a drugstore product and who knows when it's going to be fully discontinued and maybe it's my last chance and that I should change it up and get new moisturizer. So after I finished crying in Sephora after being bullied by the associate, um, I asked what else I could get and he suggested it's called Moisture Surge Clinique. It's like kind of the same thing. It's like their new version or whatever. But it also says that there's 100 hours of hydration. And let me tell you something. 100 hours of hydration seems a little bit like an overkill. Aren't you supposed to like moisturize every single day so you just keep adding 100 hours on top of 100 hours who's up 100 hours a day not me the horror movie doesn't end there once i pick up all my stuff i go to the cash register and i don't know if this is new but i give the girl at the counter my stuff she scans my things and she scans my new hydration 120 hours of hydration cream or whatever and she's like oh were you looking for a face cream today but the product's already in her hands and it's already scanned in so obviously I have no choice but to say yes and it's the one I chose right here and then she goes oh but I don't like this one but at this point I'm at the cash like it's too late to change my mind isn't it I don't know I don't know if it's their new way of like dealing with things but whatever so I go yeah what do you mean and she says well do you want to try this one and then she pulls out a charlotte tilbury face cream and she proceeds to rub my hand with the cream making me test it but now i know she doesn't know i'm unemployed but i'm unemployed i can barely afford the clinique that i'm buying right now and the charlotte tilbury or pillsbury or whatever um, face cream is $125, which is something that I'm not going to be able to purchase. And again, I'm already at cash. My mind's made up. It was such a weird experience. 
like I was already told that I was old and passe by the guy that told me that the clinic that I was already using was not cool anymore and getting discontinued. And now I'm at cash and you're calling me poor and saying that you hate the thing that I chose and you rather me use the one that you're using. I don't know. Sephora, do better. It is summer and boy, is it hot. It has been like 40 degrees um, Celsius for my American people. Sorry, go Google that and switch it to Fahrenheit. Um, and it's been so hot and humid and disgusting. And it's definitely um, proof that climate change is real. I have been sweating my ass off every single day. I don't know if I'm an actual like summer baby. I used to say it all the time that I preferred summer and it's true. Like I hate winter. I hate winter sports and I was born in July and I really do think that I prefer summer, but I don't think I do. Um, it's hot. It's sweaty. You absolutely need AC or a pool. These are very, very rare things in the city and it's very annoying um, when you don't have those things and I don't know if maybe I do prefer winter because at least it's the only time where I do feel this thing called cold um, which is something that I don't feel ever so am I a fake summer baby who knows I have no idea and it doesn't seem like it's going to get better anytime soon unfortunately these wildfires in Canada are just making the air quality disgusting and you can't go out and it's hot and it's humid and it's gross it's very very upsetting and it's like where do we go cuz then the oceans aren't any better um there's shark attacks every weekend i mean i know it's summer and it happens but there's a lot more recorded than the years prior and have you guys seen this thing where all the orcas are like teaching each other how to like sink boats and stuff. Now I'm all for the orcas. I want them to sink the boats. If we've been hurting them and like destroying their ecosystem, I'm glad somebody's fighting back. But then it's like, it's too hot on land and the water doesn't want us. Where do we go? I think there's something pretty poetic about like blockbuster movies, like these days trending in water, like avatar way of water last year. And this year, the huge push on the little mermaid remake and then it's like in real life the ocean is like we do not want you here do not come in anywho sorry to put a damper on this podcast uh, we can start talking about something else so there's this new trend well it's not really a new trend because it used to happen all the time before but i just feel like there's a resurgence maybe in concerts or maybe it's because we were locked in for like two years and we forgot how to like attend concerts and stuff like that. But people have been throwing shit on stage and not shit like actual poop. Well, maybe, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet or it hasn't been reported, but people have been throwing a lot of stuff on stages during concerts and they've been hurting our artists. The first incident that was reported was a couple of like months ago and we thought it was a fluke and i mean it probably is but whatever um someone went to the bb rexa concert and for those of you who don't know bb rexa is a very talented artist she's you probably know a lot more of her than you actually think you know she's collaborated with like david Guetta, Nicki minaj she's written stuff for katie perry um you hear her voice a lot more um on things that she's not like the main artist so she's on tour and this psycho um, throws a phone at her and it hits her right in the eye and she needed like 10 stitches. So now she has a black eye and 10 stitches for like the rest of her tour. The guy got caught 
And when he was asked why he did that, his reason was, as a fan, I wanted her to get my phone and be able to take pictures with it or something. But I don't think throwing a huge Samsung Galaxy 17 was a good idea. You could have just asked for a picture. BB Rexa has since uh, issued like him a asked for like a restraining order or something. So literally like something like two weeks later, Ava Max, who is also a pop star um, that maybe not all of you know, um, she has a lot of songs that play like at H&M and stuff or like anywhere that you would go grocery shopping. But she's really good. She has some like hits for sure. And she also is like a writer on a lot of other things. I'd like to call myself a Maxinista, even though that's not her official um, fan base's name. But still, it sounds much better than whatever it is um, in real life. So Ava Max is on stage. Um, then a psycho jumps on stage while she's performing and um, her security was able to like grab the guy. But as they grabbed him to like pull him out, uh, to pull him off stage, she, he hits Ava Max in the face. And this is like a huge man compared to this tiny little, you know how pop stars are like always like four feet tall or something in real life. Um, and she's really small. And so he ended up scratching the inside of her eyeball um, like scratching her retina or something. So these two incidents happen like almost back to back and there's coverage and we're like, people are saying, Hey, stop throwing things on stage. It makes no sense. It's clearly hurting people. But because it's summer and almost everybody and their mother is on tour this summer, um, it keeps happening. A couple of weeks after that, Harry Styles, who I didn't know was still on uh, tour because I thought he started like before COVID. So I don't know what he's been touring, but good for him. Um, he also got hit in the face with a cell phone. It happened towards like the end of the show. Someone threw some kind of object. Some places say that it was a cell phone again. Um, and it, his fa- it hit his face again. When did artists have to become like part of the matrix to be able to dodge all these objects while performing while in arenas or stadiums and blinded by lights already and then you get hit in the face what happened to like throwing panties or bras or throwing like those teddy those really cheap teddy bears that you can get in like claw machines and stuff like that saying like i love you harry and stuff like that why did it become like full objects we need to stop this and then it continues little nas x is also on tour um the rapper he's really hot um He's on tour, and this is, like, less dramatic, but it's still creepy. Um, Someone threw a sex toy at him. You know, not a, uh, like, a flashlight. For those who don't know, it's, like, it's also called a pocket pussy. Oh, my God, I can't believe I just said that on here. But um, it's, like, a masturbator for men. So he (laughs) received that on stage. But, like, open, not, like, in a plastic, like, like, it wasn't wrapped. It was fully open, maybe used, but also he's gay. Well, I don't know. I, I think he's gay. I feel like he that's how he presents. Maybe he's bisexual and uh, that kind of anatomy on a toy really interests him, but uh, I don't see the appeal of, like, throwing that on stage. We're going to not be allowed to bring anything anymore on in concerts if this continues. So then the last one that I want to talk about is uh, Pink during a concert. Well, Pink's been on tour all summer. She's been like circus flying everywhere um, from venue to venue. Good for her. I'm glad she's still spinning around. Um, 
so she's on tour and I'm, I mean, I'm not the biggest ping fan. It doesn't matter, but just this in this is so weird. So her fans have been throwing like wheels of brie or cheese or also like toys and stuff like that or food, which is really weird. She got like a wheel of brie that was like bigger than her head the other day. And she's like, thanks. But it's like, who sneaks in to a concert with a huge wheel of brie? And then who let that pass? And also, that's gross. Like, I know Brie has to, like, sit out a little bit, but in the heat, I think it was somewhere, like, in Europe where it was super hot. Then what is she supposed to do with it? Eat it? Like, it makes no sense. It's funny for the gag, but I don't know. It seems wasteful. I love Brie. I wouldn't, like, waste it on pink or anything. But that's not what I want to talk about. The other day at her concert, so at this point now she's used to receiving weird stuff, right? So she just picks them up when she's not getting hit, like obviously she hasn't gotten hit in the face yet, but that's only because she's like attached to cables and she can swing around and like dodge them. So the other day she like picks up something and it's a, what looks like a Ziploc bag full of ashes, someone's ashes, someone's mom's ashes. And she looks at the person that threw it to her and she's like, what is this? And I guess the person like was able to scream, it's my mom. And like, she goes, oh, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, obviously. Like when you get something thrown in your face like that, that a dead woman's ashes. If my mom was to be cremated and then I would bring those ashes and throw them on stage at a pink concert, she would probably come back from the dead to kill me and then throw me on the stage of a pink concert. Who does that? Why would you want your eternal resting place to be in pink's hands? That is so weird. So to everybody that's going to a concert this summer or whatever the rest of the year, please stop throwing things at artists because when I finally decide that I want to go see someone, let's say Hillary Duff makes a comeback or something, I want to be able to bring in my phone to take photos, not to get everything confiscated because you guys decided to throw ashes on a stage. All right, let's get into season two of And Just Like That. Um, for those of you who aren't caught up, I've watched till episode three. Feel free to skip forward or stop listening. doesn't matter. Um, spoilers a little bit ahead. Um, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Season two. We thought it couldn't get worse, and then it did. It's like we all were on the same Twitter feeds and, like, BuzzFeed articles and stuff like that, right? Like, everybody hates Che Diaz, no? I just think it's completely crazy that they are still on the show. Like, I'm in episode three. You would think that they would have gotten rid of them, like, episode one and said, oh, I'm so sorry. We made a terrible mistake. And I get it. You don't have to listen to your viewers. There's no problem. But it's really as if they don't take us seriously. It's as if they didn't read anything about, you know, feedback or whatever. I get it that this is in Sex and the City. It's really, they changed the name. It's called And Just Like That. It's a different chapter. They really are trying to make it a completely different show. But these characters still exist somewhere in that universe. Like, it really does feel like they were frozen in time, frozen in their little penthouses, rich in New York, and then suddenly they reappeared in, like, 2023. Um... The Che Diaz of it all, like, we all hate them, 
We really do. I have not met a single person in my entourage or online that like liked Che Diaz or that storyline at all. And especially that disgusting scene where um, she finger blasts Miranda in season one and Miranda screams as if she's never been touched before. Um, and then it's like they open season two and like Che's there and just like eating Miranda out it was almost like a fuck you to the people who like complained about Che Diaz like oh you don't like them well they're here and they're here to stay and here's another sex uncomfortable sex scene and you guys are just gonna have to watch and you know what I did I watched and I wasn't happy about it and now I'm talking about it and did I stop after episode one no I continued I'm still it's becoming more and more difficult to defend but I'm still gonna keep watching it what annoys me is that these people, these writers, Michael Patrick King or the producers, which are the three girls, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kristen Davis and Cynthia Nixon. I just feel like they're so out of touch with reality and like they shouldn't have either last say or any say at all for that matter of what's going to happen with these ladies. If they really want to make them real girls like they used to be, um, maybe it takes other people outside of, you know, like just I just feel like there's too many yes people on this show like they all say yes to these weird storylines and then it's approved but it makes no sense like carrie is still a podcaster in the first couple of episodes and clearly nobody on the writing team has ever done a podcast because not that i'm a pro i mean this is literally my second episode in half a year um but i listen to a lot of them and for carrie to get stumped on a vaginal product um that she had to talk about for a sponsorship and then doesn't want to record it because it's against her beliefs or whatever or like she feels uncomfortable bitch do you know how lucky you are to even get sponsors for your podcast and like it doesn't have to be in your tone you literally just talk about the product it's not a big deal people podcasters out there are dying to get sponsors and you dare say that you can't talk about it and you feel uncomfortable because it's about a vaginal product. You used to write a column called Sex in the City. Get your shit together, Carrie. And these women have been playing these characters for like 25 years, I think, is what they celebrated recently. And like, you're also all producers. Like, you're allowed to say, no, my character would never do this, even as an evolution thing. Like, yes, I know we all evolve. We all get, you know, older, better, faster, stronger, whatever. I get it. But you can't change, like, a complete 180. That doesn't make any sense. And, like, no one's there to tell them no. No one's there to tell them, hey, like, maybe this doesn't make sense or the fans are going to hate this. They don't care. HBO Max or who became Max or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm sure they're throwing their money at it. And because of idiots like me who are hate watching it, I'm still giving them the views. But at the same time, it's like, you're not doing this right. Oh, God, it annoys me so much. And there are way too many characters. Like, the new girls are doing such a good job. And yes, I'm all for diversifying this show that was only white and like that had such a problem with like you know diversity and stuff like that and i'm really happy but they really went from zero to a hundred and it just doesn't make sense because they don't know like where to concentrate or who to develop first it's like they have a latina character they have a non-binary character they have mario cantone who's back and he he's gay and white and cis and whatever and then there's two black girls and and because of that, it just feels so forced and it makes it look disingenuine. It's really like, oh my God, well, the biggest complaint was because we didn't have any people of color or anyone um, 
in the LGBTQ community, and now it's like, here, we're giving them all to you, all of them. They're all in your face, but we're not going to have time to develop any of them because we actually don't know how to deal with these characters, and the head writer is still a white cis male. It's like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's like, they add it to make us happy, but then we're still upset because they're not done properly. I don't know. I'm coming from a place of a white person still complaining about diversity on a show, but like, I just feel like it's forced and yet underdeveloped at the same time. I'll still be watching. I'll let you guys know what I think. And if it gets any better, it's just, we're already season two, episode three. I don't know where it's going to go from here. Anyway, now let's talk about another group of women that I also hate watch, but well, now I don't know if I've been hate watching that much anymore. Um, This is a segment that we will talk about Real Housewives of Orange County. Yes, they are back. So Real Housewives of Orange County is the OG. They're on the 17th season. This has been on forever. It is the original, original Real Housewives franchise on Bravo. Over 17 years, we've had so many kooky characters. We've had a lot of cast shakeups. Um, there wasn't any original Housewives left. Um, two years ago, they let go Tamara Judge, who I think was like one of the originals, and she was like the only one left, and she had to take some time off, so she's been gone for two years. And it's been weird. Um, Orange County's gives that feeling of like they all vote for Trump but like they don't tell you that they vote for Trump um and it's okay I mean it's Orange County it's fine live your life um I think we call that problematic faves and that's just life you know when you watch Bravo um and I did start hate watching it when Tamara had left for like two years I was like okay well there's no original housewives it's not as good as it used to be they're just not hitting it like they used to and then this season they bring Tamara Judge back and that was like the second coming of Jesus really they also brought back Taylor Armstrong who was originally on Beverly Hills she is the first I think um housewife to like make a jump from franchise to franchise not that Beverly Hills is that far but we've never seen that before she is back as a friend of, and I have watched the first three episodes as well. And honestly, Tamara is back with guns blazing. She is throwing everybody under the bus. Um, nothing's ever her fault. It is absolutely amazing. She wants that paycheck, and she wants it bad. And they decided to flush Noella and Dr. Jen Armstrong because, well, they weren't pulling their weight. But did anybody else notice that we maybe like switched around the Jennifers? Um, Dr. Jen Armstrong was dating a guy named Ryan or Ryan or however you want to write it. And this season, there's a new blonde Jennifer also dating a Ryan. It's very soap opera-y. Like the role of Jennifer will now be played by Jennifer. So anyway, this new Jennifer has this thing about like cheating or whatever, and I don't understand why, I don't know, maybe it's not a big deal here, but in the States maybe it is, I don't know, but like this whole thing of like, you dated a married man or you're cheating and like, it's a technicality because 
you're just not divorced, like you're separated, but you're not divorced. Like, I feel like we're not, we shouldn't be calling that infidelity. But anyway, that's just me. The real cool storyline that I really like is Heather Dubrow versus Taylor Armstrong. Now, Heather Dubrow is now living alone in her mansion because her kids went off to college and her Dr. Terry is filming botched or maybe he's still, I, I feel like he's still filming botched anyway. So she's feeling like an empty nester and she has nothing to do. And now she keeps calling herself an actress, but Heather hasn't been on anything since the, like the early eighties and the other ladies aren't taking it seriously because we all know that being a real housewife does not an actress make. If your last credit was like from 1999, stop calling it a career. And she's there like yelling at them going like, how dare you? How dare you make fun of my career? My career this, my career that. But Heather, baby, one time I was in an anti-bullying campaign um, when I was 12. Do I still call myself an actor? No, I've moved on. And Taylor Armstrong definitely wants that promotion from friend of to full-time cast member. Well, anyway, that's what I think because she's going in on Heather Dubrow because now she's filming a movie. Who knows whether it's going to be or when it's going to come out. Because Taylor says, oh, you've only been in 22 episodes. And everybody knows that 22 episodes is only one season, which means that Head of the Bro hasn't really had anything that successful if it's only one season. Anyway, I'm very excited to see if Taylor and Heather uh, keep fighting about this this whole season. And if they do, honestly, I'm not opposed to it. What else happened? What else happened? Um, they're already on a cast trip, which is really early on in the show. Um... I'm just excited to see what's going to happen next. Other news in the Bravo universe, they dropped the new, brand new um, Real Housewives of New York City trailer. And it's all brand new girls because, you know, all the other old women got tossed to the side. Um, they look good. The new girls look good. Um, if we Apparently, if we take it um, as a completely different franchise and forget the old New York, we're going to love it. So I'm excited to see that's a little bit later this month. Um, I will be talking about it for sure. Also, um, Sonia and Luann from the original Real Housewives of New York City um, launched their first two episodes of um, Sonia and Luann Take Crappy Lake or something like that. Welcome to Crappy Lake. It's very reminiscent of The Simple Life. It's uh, very Paris and Nicole if they were a little bit older and it looks really funny. Um, I just watched the first two episodes, so I'll talk about that in another episode. Um, yeah, honestly, Summer by Bravo is back and I'm very excited to see uh, what's going to come next. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. Hopefully my next one doesn't take six months. Um, follow me on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Joey V. Russell, um, just like Megan The Stallion. And make sure to follow Barely Hanging On on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in and see you soon.